Welcome to Dreams X Trash. Hey, I'm Oscar, co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living and working in Japan with dreams of being more than an unknown writer. And I'm Jason, fellow co-host of Dreams X Trash, Kenyan living in Japan and tech and art enthusiast. And Jason, what do we do here? Well, Dreams X Trash is a podcast hosted by us, two Kenyans living in Japan. We have lived in Japan for a combined period of six years, six years, and English teachers. Jesus is right. The conversations are a parasocial look at Japanese, Kenyan culture, society, history, philosophy, and a lot of bullshit that swirls around in our lives. I agree with that. And these conversations are a journey of us attempting to make sense of our lives, the world around us, and us trying to make something of what little knowledge we have. And we do have very little knowledge. And that journey starts right now. Hello, wonderful listeners. It's another week and we have another podcast. Well, this week is just going to be me. And the reason for that will be mentioned at the end of the podcast. So before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to start off with some housekeeping. First of all, at the end of the last episode, we did mention that we were going to release our website and that was done successfully. A few days after the release of the last episode, the website was also released. And the website is dreamsxtrash.com. You will find that Jason, my co-host, did a wonderful job with designing. He got a lot of positive comments. And I think it's a beautiful, beautifully done website. Uh, to proceed on from that, we now have our Instagram, which is dreamsxtrash. Twitter, which is also dreamsxtrash. TikTok, also dreamsxtrash. And LinkedIn, which is also dreamsxtrash. I think our name is unstealable if that is a word uh, and all of these can be found on our website which is dreamsxtrash.com one more time dreamsxtrash.com now for the gratitude list for this week i'd like to give a big old thank you to a very very supportive listener his name is bill bill in osaka bill i really appreciate you listening to my podcast you know letting me know what you think and just you know encouraging me to keep on keeping on thank you so much for that and right now i'm gonna get right into this week's episode so the episode for this week is titled good friday i wonder what does good friday mean to you well i was raised as a catholic and good friday to me means the death of christ the death of our savior well i don't know if all of this matters to you but I assume for the staunch Christians, it means a hell of a lot to them. And why shouldn't it? It's Good Friday. Jesus died on the cross for their sins. But another reason why I chose to title this episode Good Friday is because of inspiration I received from a newly released Netflix show called Midnight Mass. Well, I see the show had got some negative reviews online, but that doesn't really bother me. I thought it was a wonderful show. And there was one episode, rather, one scene, or rather one speech given in episode 5 that really inspired me to make this episode. And 
the inspiration came from a speech given by one of the leading characters and the speech is as follows it's a bit of a long speech but please bear with me good friday this is one of my favorite days of the year the passion of our lord just that word passion the word passion it means a strong and barely controllable emotion barely controllable that's what jesus felt when he gave his life for us so that we might have life eternal what a gift told so beautifully in the gospel of john gospel means good news good news on good friday and yet it's a story of such profound suffering what's so good about that jesus is suffering in this story it isn't simply necessary it is good it is the price of eternal life that suffering he endures alone at the resurrection he is alone and then well he has a few allies and then more a congregation and then more and more people spread that good news tell that good story and then god has an army fight for god's kingdom it is a war we can't read your hq4 status reports all we have all god gives us is right here how we feel that moral compass inside each one of us pointing due north to the holy spirit conscience in the army of god conscience is standard issue we must be soldiers that is what good friday is about good friday is only good the gospel of the lord so full of horror is only good because of where it is headed the resurrection today is only good because of what's coming easter this sunday when jesus is risen and death itself is laying dead what is otherwise horrible is good because of where it's headed and that's the end of the speech and why do i choose good friday am i looking for a religious motif no no this is not a religious episode this is something that inspired me and the inspiration is this how many horrible things happen in our lives how much do we suffer and i'm not talking about finding out you have cancer i'm not talking about the death of a loved one i'm talking about the suffering on that we experience on a daily basis you know the suffering of having to go to that job you don't like the suffering of maybe losing that job that you thought you thought you didn't like but maybe you needed that suffering that suffering and that suffering feels terrible that suffering is terrible but we have to endure it every day we have to suffer every day because that is what it means to be a human being as the bodies say life is suffering now the christians and jesus go go ahead and add something extra life is suffering and it is good jason and i always mimic the powerful joker willink who says good that's his motto good you lost your job good your girlfriend or boyfriend left you good you know you sprained your ankle when you're supposed to have that that marathon good and it sounds sociopathic why would you say good when all this suffering is happening all around you you say good because what is otherwise horrible is good because of where it's headed in this vein i recall life prior to covid-19 prior to the pandemic i was a heavy drinker i think for quite a long time i was a heavy drinker but 
I always had a limit on how much I drank and the limit was the fact that I knew I had to be up for work the next day. Then COVID came in. And now I don't have a limit anymore because we are out of work. Well, not right now, but back then when the pandemic first started. I had a month and a half of work and now my limit is gone. Now I have no reason to not drink. Can you imagine how much suffering and misery brought upon my family? My wife was then a new mother. Our daughter was only, what, three months? She didn't have me to support her because Oscar was out, you know, gallivanting, you know, having fun with his, with his drinks, making long calls to his friends, well, God knows where. The next morning, I will nurse a hangover as I prepare to go to work. I won't be there for her. I brought suffering upon my household. Real suffering. And no matter how much I describe it, I can't describe it as truthfully as my wife would describe it to you because she was the one who was experiencing the suffering. But you know what came out of that? Something good. Because in that period when I brought so much suffering upon my household, I was forced to face my wife every single day and see, look into the eyes of pain and see what suffering I had wrought. And that forced me to change, to put down the drink and turn to people who could help me. What is otherwise horrible is good because of where it's headed. That period of misery, that period of ratchet, uncontrollable, vile drinking, was only good because I can sit here today and say, I don't drink. I work hard. I support my family. I ensure my wife and my child are taken care of. I work every day to ensure that I am headed to where it's good, but it's hard. Because as I said again, our lives are a story of such profound suffering. And despite not touching the drink, I find myself facing periods of great mental distraught. Because what happened, what I realized personally is that whatever happened to me while I was, well, not what happened to me, but rather what I was doing by drinking was self-medicating to drown out the noise of my mind. Maybe it's depression, maybe it's paranoia, maybe it's jealousy, maybe it's anger. When I was drinking, I didn't have to listen to any of that. All I needed to listen to was the gentle hum of a drunkard. You know, that calm that overwhelms your mind when you're drunk. And it feels beautiful, it's peaceful. Because in that state, you don't feel jealous. Well, at least for me, I don't feel jealous. I wasn't angry. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't nervous. I was just happy. Foolishly happy. Right? And there was no suffering in being foolishly happy. In fact, I was ignoring the necessary suffering. But now that I'm not drinking anymore, what I find is what I find is that everything that I was ignoring, I am facing now with full force. And that's profound suffering. That's suffering that I have to endure alone. But I'm not really alone. I have people I can talk to. I have friends. I have family. I have on my AA community, people who actually understand what I'm going through. So right now the suffering I'm enduring, it is good 
what I am experiencing is horrible, but it is good because of where it's headed. And it is headed to a wonderful place because every single day I wake up and I see my wife next to me. I see my daughter close to us. I take my daughter to school, my wife goes to work. Everyone lives with a breakfast in their stomach. I go to work, to, I go and teach kids English, a job that I have come to appreciate and love even. I come back home and my wife is patiently waiting for me. And she knows full well Oscar won't come home drunk tonight. She knows I will come home and ask about her day. And she will ask about mine. And we'll talk about the good and the bad of expressing that day. We'll share our lives together in those simple moments. And do you have that in your life? Do you have suffering in your life? Do you experience profound suffering? Are you enduring it alone? Is your suffering good? Is it? Is it? Well, I say what is otherwise horrible is good because of where it's headed. It is good because of where it's headed. And I believe that our lives are headed to a good place. Well, my life certainly is. I have seen suffering. I have caused suffering. I have had the ones I loved. And that was Good Friday. Good Friday is a day of profound suffering. There's nothing good about Jesus being nailed on the cross. There's nothing good about a spear being stabbed into his side. Nothing good about a man you love dying before your eyes. There's nothing good about that. What you're observing is pain. What you're observing is misery. What you're observing is profound suffering. But it is good. It is good. Because of where it is headed. The resurrection. Good Friday is only good because of what's coming Easter this Sunday. When Jesus is risen and death itself is laying dead. Let's try and use that as an analogy for my life. Good Friday. My drinking. My drinking. It's terrible. Terrible. How much did I hurt my wife, my, my child? You know, how much did I take advantage of my friends? That was Good Friday. Suffering. Profound suffering. Caused by me. Experienced by others. And death needed to come. I needed to put an end to the drinking because I needed to prepare myself for Easter Sunday when I would rise, you know? Well, of course, metaphorically speaking, I will rise from the dead. I will resurrect, reborn. The man who can say, I don't drink. I don't want to bring that pain upon the ones I love. Good Friday is only good because of where it's headed. And sometimes you can't see that. And actually, you almost can never see that because what's life? What's life but a robot? You look back to go forward. You look back to go forward. And in that moment when I was drinking every day, bringing pain upon my wife and my loved ones, I could not see where I was going. All I could see was the pain 
I had laid down in the past, but forward is something beautiful. It's my wife learning to trust me again. It's my wife learning to look up to me again. It's me feeling proud of myself again. And do you feel that way about yourself? Can you look at the suffering you experienced today and say, I am doing okay. This is fine. This is headed in somewhere good. It's very hard to say that because you can't see where you're headed. Especially when you're in pain. When you're in pain, the only thing that is real is that pain. When you're suffering, the only thing that is real is that suffering. No one can tell you that, don't worry about this, you'll be fine because you don't know whether or not you'll be fine. Because right now, all you can do is try and bear the pain. But you know the funny thing is? As you bear the pain, you keep bearing it. And you get stronger. And there's a momentum. And the strength you gain from that suffering prepares you for your resurrection. Your Easter Sunday. Where you are headed. Some place good. I believe we're all headed to some place good. As I look at my life, I'm gonna tell a story of something that it's not really a story, it's actually something real that happened to me yesterday. Well for the listeners it's not yesterday, but well, something that happened to me the day prior to this recording. I was seated in a train and it's it's in Japan and as I'm seated this old Japanese man walks up to me and he speaks to me in perfect English. I do say perfect English because it's very rare to meet a man who seemed at his age, he seemed to be 70 or 80, who speaks English perfectly with no heavy accent. He, he said, is this seat taken? And I said, no, it's not. Please go ahead. And as he sat down, he spoke to me and he asked me about my life. Where am I from? What am I doing in Japan? And he spoke to me and I, I mentioned at one point that I'm interested in writing poetry. And the man started reciting poems by William James. And the most interesting thing, uh, and let me, let, me, let me make it clear, he was reciting from memory. He wasn't reading a book, he was reciting from memory. And the most brilliant thing is he was able to recite Abraham Lincoln's, Abraham Lincoln's speech four square and seven years ago, the complete speech from memory, while we're in the train. Just the two of us, him speaking and me listening, and some other people around us looking awkwardly to what we're doing, wondering what are they talking about, you know? And after he did all this, I showed him a picture of my daughter, and he looked at my daughter and said she's beautiful. And then he told me, you have already succeeded in life. No need to worry about anything else. I felt like I met an, at that moment I truly felt that I had met an angel because I was experiencing my moments of internal strife. You know, my anger, my depression, my jealousy, whatever was going on in my mind at that time. But then when he told me those words, I truly felt free. I am free now because I have succeeded in life. I need not worry about anything else. And as we parted ways at the train station, he left off. He left me with saying, see you in the next life. What an odd choice of words, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, I thought you were an angel and now you're kind of confirming it. <laughs> yeah. So. Despite all suffering I was experiencing, I was experiencing prior to meeting him, I found a good place. Everything was headed to a good place. And isn't that funny with life? Hindsight is 2020, right? Looking backwards, all the failures 
you had, all the failures you thought you had, led you to where you are right now? And can you say everything in your life right now is terrible? Do you have someone that loves you? Do you have a job to support you, yourself and the people you love? Do you have food on your table every night? Do you have a roof over your head? Do you have your health with you? Looking back, everything that happened led you here. And in this moment, there must be something. Hell, there must be several things that are good, that are wonderful. Can we live each day in search of that? Looking for what's good in our lives instead of crying over what isn't. Jordan Peterson wrote in one of his books, maybe the problem is that you overvalue what you don't have and undervalue what you do have. And I think that's real suffering. That is what's actual suffering. And now I'm going to take this speech, this speech from Midnight Mass and turn it over its head and make it more for us. Good Friday. This is one of my favorite days of the year. The passion of our lives. Just that word passion. That word passion, it means a strong and barely controllable emotion. Barely controllable. That's what we feel every day when we fight for what's right. What a gift. Gospel means good news. Good news on Good Friday. And yet, our lives are stories of such profound suffering. What's so good about that? Our suffering in this story isn't simply necessary. It is good. It is the price for a beautiful life. That suffering we endure alone. At resurrection, we are alone. And then, well, we have a few allies. And then more. Friends, family, loved ones. And all we have, all we have is right here. How we feel. That moral compass inside each one of us pointing due north to the Holy Spirit. Conscience. In our army, conscience is still an issue. We must be soldiers. That is what Good Friday is about. Good Friday is only good. The story of our lives, so full of horror, is only good because of where it is headed, the resurrection. Today is only good because of what's coming, Easter, this Sunday, when death itself is laying dead. What is otherwise horrible is good only because of where it is headed. And with that, I'm going to close off with the challenge for the week the challenge for the week is to look at your life every single day whenever something you find displeasing something you disapprove of happens to you and i'm not talking about finding out you have cancer i'm talking about you know your your spouse or your parents dying simple things in our life that we find displeasing when those things happen force yourself to smile and say good it is good and move on move on find the next best thing work on the next right thing okay and before i say goodbye i'd like to explain why i'm doing this by myself so jason and i had recorded an episode but uh, because he's currently not in his regular location he's out in tokyo uh, we had problems with the sound and the internet so we couldn't record a proper episode so we agree that it would be okay for me to record alone and i hope for you listeners i hope you do appreciate your you you don't mind that and you do appreciate that we we're willing to do this for you for the sake of the listeners and also to give ourselves room to grow 
we are happy that we can do this and we're happy that we do have each other Jason and I to work despite the other not being able to and Jason would like to pass his regards to you listeners he loves you he appreciates all the support he's getting and I think I would I would like to give a shout out to Jason once more for the beautiful website he designed and he does say he still has a lot more to work on but from my point of view it looks perfect it is beautiful so for you listeners thank you very much thank you for another week for giving us all the support please remember to check out our website dreamsextra.com you will find the links to all our social medias and you'll find out more about me Jason and our marketer Harry Peter on there and once again thank you have a wonderful week and we do love and appreciate you bye bye